0: Here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 3 today as we continue our series uh, called Novelty Jesus. And as you're turning there in your Bibles, I want to to answer some deep and soulful questions that some of you have right now. Uh, It has come to my attention that some of you are under the impression that the picture that, 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 that I'm standing in front of is an actual photo. As in, as in it's like a, a green screen of, of, of something. Maybe it's a kitchen, or maybe it's Andy's kitchen, maybe it's not, maybe it's just a photo. This is actually my kitchen, and this is actually live video that's happening behind me. In fact, just to prove some things to you, honey, do you need to get something out of the refrigerator before we continue in the message? Why, well, yes. Yes, I do. See? See? Ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you she's getting creamer right now, too. Creamer, why? Because we live and breathe uh, coffee right now and everything that we're doing. I hope you've got a good cup of coffee as we get into the message today. All right, joking aside, we're going to get into the Bible today. I want you to know that even in hard times, even in the difficulty uh, of what we're experiencing together, uh, we can have the joy of the Lord. And even in these moments, we can have a good time together worshiping uh, from our screens, from our TVs and our phones. Uh, Thank you again for being here uh, this morning. And let's jump into Mark chapter three. This is what the Bible says, says that Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them, meaning teachers and Pharisees, uh, were there looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath this man with the shriveled hand. Jesus said to the man, "Stand up in front of everyone." Then Jesus asked them, "Which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil to save life or to kill?" But they remained silent. Jesus is teaching uh, Jesus is entering the synagogue. The best way to understand this, uh, it, it would be like a modern day church service for us. Jesus is entering church, right? And as he does so, as he's doing so, the, the, the rulers, the teachers, the experts, uh, they're waiting for Jesus. In fact, they're baiting Jesus. There's a man with a withered hand. We don't know how he got there. We don't know if he was invited there. We don't know if the trap was laid prior to him showing up. But we know that instead of engaging in ministry with this man, uh, the, the Pharisees and teachers are waiting to catch Jesus in a misstep. They're waiting to catch him in a trap. Now, walk with me here. Jesus, just months prior, Jesus isn't that big of a deal. He's not even on the radar of the Pharisees. Jesus is novelty, right? Jesus is, is, is Joseph and Mary's son. Jesus is, is a carpenter. Jesus is working on coffee tables and side tables. And, and he's doing carpentry work at people's homes and probably in the marketplace, And then Jesus begins to teach and Jesus, you know, he's beginning to teach some, some, some novel ideas, some unusual ideas about God and how to relate to him jesus is is to the Pharisees he's a blip on the radar he's he's a little you know he's a trinket he's he's not that important it's novelty jesus uh, if you have novelty items in your house if you if you are, are someone who collects and you're someone who likes little things well your shelves are filled with things they're not the center of attention it's just a little thing you put on the shelf that's a little bit of decoration and that's jesus as long as jesus stays within the boundaries as long as Jesus stays within the rules, as, as long as Jesus doesn't get too much attention, he can just remain on the shelf. He can, he can be a little bit of fluff. He can be a little decoration. He can be novelty Jesus, a toy, a decoration. But Jesus isn't the novelty. Jesus is healing. Jesus is doing things that are unheard of. The crowds are are coming to him, literally the towns, the townships, homes are opening up to him. The masses are flocking to Jesus. They're looking for answers, they're looking for hope that they've never found at the hands of the Pharisees. Jesus is, is literally driving out demons. People who are sick are being made well. The dead are even being raised back to life. Jesus, what, what, is, what is happening around this man? And understandably so, the crowds are coming out to him. And Jesus has a command of their attention. And the Pharisees and teachers of the law, when Jesus was just novelty, when he was just kind of a little, little something on the shelf, that was one thing. But this... This is quite another. Jesus isn't novelty. Jesus is everything. And even when we look at our lives, right? When we look at at 2020, the world that we live in right now, so many of us have known Jesus as, as novelty, a little bit of something extra that we kind of fit in. Jesus is something we fit into our life rather than Jesus being our life. In a world with subscribes and, and, and likes and follows and clicks and influencers and celebrities, Jesus does the unthinkable. In that Jesus says, this isn't my my kingdom isn't about you building your life, this self actualized, self maximized gospel. My kingdom is about you surrendering your life to my Father. You're going to give your life away, and as you do, you will find true life. It's about giving your life to the one true King, and about giving your life for the sake of others. This is unheard of. No one has heard of the God, the God in heaven and earth relating to people and humanity in this way. No one has seen God in the flesh like this, healing the sick, dividing fish and loaves of bread and and seeing the dead raise. No one has seen anything like this. Oh, they've seen teaching before. But even with that, they have never heard this kind of preaching, the Bible says. This kind of teaching has authority. This man tells the storms to, to be calm and peace fills the earth. This man drives out demons, heals the sick. Who is this man? He's Jesus Christ, the one true king. Don't miss it. Don't Miss Jesus in this moment. If there's anything we can learn from from some of these accounts in the New Testament, it's that you can be around Jesus, you can literally be right next to Jesus, you can see the ministry of Jesus, your eyes can behold his glory, and you can still miss him you can still miss that this isn't about rules, but rather about relationship. That this isn't about behavior. It's about the condition of your heart before a one true king. So what do we see? Well, we see the Pharisees, (laughs) they're laying a trap for Jesus. And... and if, if you know me, you know I love context, right? I love explaining kind of what's happening around the story. Uh, it, it brings it to life. But this story in particular, there's a sadness that creeps into my heart because these men have spent their entire life preparing for the Messiah. Don't miss this. They've spent their life Preparing for the one who is to save Israel. They've spent their entire life looking and waiting for the Savior, the Messiah. The one who would take the rocky, hard places of their heart and make them soft. The one who would bring the Spirit of God This is who they're waiting for. They have obsessed over the law. They've obsessed over living holy. All in an effort to be prepared and point their lives in preparation for the one who who was to come. Jesus. And he's finally here. The Messiah has come. The one they've waited for. They've prepared for. They've lived for. And instead of acknowledging him. Instead of following him. Instead of rejoicing. In celebration. That their eyes have seen the Savior. Instead they miss him. They miss what God is doing. They miss who God is, and they even go so far as to lay a trap for Jesus. Understand this for a minute. The ones who represent God's goodness and his faithfulness to, to the masses have brought in someone with a withered hand, and instead of celebrating what Jesus is about to do, they're using it as a trap by me, in order to arrest him, in order to persecute him. Man with a shrivelled hand, they're more concerned about whether Jesus heals on the Sabbath versus the man who needs healing. Isn't it easy to get to, to miss Jesus? To miss the heart of Jesus, to obsess over the wrong things? To miss what God is doing. Don't miss. Jesus, in this moment right now, church. Don't miss Jesus culturally in this historic moment that's happening around the globe. The Messiah is right in front of them, but they don't see him. My appeal to you this morning, or whenever it is that you're watching this, let your eyes and your heart be open to who Jesus is truly is. He is the one true King, and He is the King of everything. He died for the sins of the world, your sins and my sins. He died for us, and He rose again on the third day victorious over sin and victorious over death. Don't miss it. Don't miss the good news of the gospel. I know that our planet is facing, there's a lot of hardship right now. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fighting that's even beginning. There's a lot of finger pointing and blaming and eye rolling and pretty much every emotion under the sun is all happening right now collectively in the midst of our homes. You've probably cycled through about 50 emotions already this morning just regarding sheltering in place, quarantine, reentry, reopening, all the things. It's madness right now. But just walk with me on this. If you're not careful, you'll miss that for the first time in literally global history, the entire world is united. Not in in, in a position of want, but in a position of need. My kids, and me in my own lifetime, something that I've never experienced is happening right now. In, In the West, many of us, I'm not saying that we've never had difficulty but I don't know that any of us have been standing outside in lines with masks on, literally with six feet apart in lines waiting to walk into a store so that you can maybe buy bread or maybe buy toilet paper or paper towels. We couldn't find any of the above this past week. And for the first time we're coming home ever and my kids are, are understanding that, that the stores didn't have any of the things that we needed or, or wanted. And they're understanding, not just want, but their understanding need. And the God that has, that has ruled in Western Christianity is the God of want. The God that just kind of fits into the, like I said, the, the maximized life. The God that I want that makes my life better. The God that I want that, that makes me look better, feel better, uh, ex- have all the experiences in the world better. It's the God of want. But right now, the world is united in that we have desperate need. And Jesus Christ moves in the heart of those who are desperate and in desperate need. And this is where we are right now. And consequently, more people are searching for answers than ever before in my lifetime and probably in the past 100 years. Don't miss Jesus in this moment. Don't miss what Jesus is doing in this moment. The good news is this. Our planet is poised for a global great awakening. Jesus is moving powerfully. Jesus is, people are asking about Jesus. they're, They're literally searching about prayer and they're searching about hope in record numbers a ministry called Global Media Outreach this is just one ministry reported in the month of March 12.4 million unique gospel presentations because the world is asking the world is searching don't miss what Jesus is doing in the midst of hardship and in the midst of difficulty there is still much to be joyful and celebratory about God is on the move and our planet is poised right now for a great awakening Mark chapter 3 as we continue our story in verse 5 Jesus looked around he looked around them at anchor Jesus was mad and he was deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. He said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. And then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how to kill Jesus. I can't imagine seeing a withered hand like that, shriveled, shrunk, the kind of thing that would have been protected. Would have been, it would have been shameful. It would have been debilitating. It would have, it would have probably caused a reduction in his ability to provide for himself or his family. And rather than being concerned or even just, even minimally in awe at this moment, shocked your, your jaws on the ground oh my gosh look what just happened this man's hand is healed even if you went into it with the idea of trapping Jesus you would think that in the midst of the miracle you would backpedal and say maybe we we should rethink this but instead they move forward or they, they remain silent. They're waiting still for the trap to unfold. We can miss Jesus and we can miss what Jesus is doing. Don't miss it this morning. Don't miss it wherever you're watching from. Don't miss who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing. Jesus is the one true king of the world. And he's also the king of your heart. Jesus is king. Praying over this message, I believe there is I believe there's something prophetic in this moment for us, church. In the same way that Jesus invites this man to stand up in front of this crowd, in front of the Pharisees, in front of those who would potentially even persecute him. Who knows what happens to this man after his hand is healed. But Jesus, before he does anything, asks him to have the boldness, to risk it, to stand up in front of all who would be watching to stretch out his hand and to have the withered place, the place that needs restoration, the place that's shriveled. This is what he asks him to stretch out. And Jesus brings healing. In the same way, I believe there is a generation right now who God is calling to to step up and to stand out despite what people might think, despite what people might say, to stand up. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold, as a lion. Today, let there be fresh boldness that rises up inside of you. Let God bring you to a place where you can stretch out these withered places, where you can stretch out these shriveled places of your heart and let his power go to work. There's no king like Jesus. Don't mistake the trinket Jesus, the novelty Jesus for the one true Jesus who changes everything. There's no one like him. Don't be fooled. Jesus isn't something we fit into our life. Jesus is our life. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything, church. Don't miss it. I am appealing to you today. I am begging you. Don't miss who Jesus is. And don't miss what he is doing. There's no one like him. Stand up, open your heart to him, and let him change you from the inside out. Maybe there's something very specific that you've kept protected, and today is your day to give it to him, surrender it to him. Maybe it's literally your life. You've never made a decision to really follow Him and surrender your life to Him. We're not talking about a shriveled and withered hand. We're talking about a shriveled and withered soul. Give it to God today. Surrender it to Jesus. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing. Today is a moment... This is the time to pray. This is the time to give. This is the time to worship. This is the time to crank that worship music. This is the time to share your faith. This is the time to be bold. We are in a global moment right now. And the planet is looking and searching and asking. And the answer is Jesus. answer is jesus let's pray father i thank you right now for your son jesus who came to this earth fully god and fully man i thank you that we see jesus as the god who is who is good who is gracious who is kind and healing. I thank you that this is the kind of God that you are. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, on our behalf and that he lived the life that we should have lived, that we were incapable of living. And he died the death that we deserved because of our sin. But he rose again after dying on the cross. He rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death. Lord, let us not miss who your son is. Let us not miss what you are doing. God, today we bring you all the the places we've protected, all the shriveled and withered spots. God, we bring them to you now. We surrender them to you. If you are watching and you need to pray, this is your moment. Say, Jesus, I give you everything today. I hold nothing back. You are my king, my one true king. I follow you with everything. Be my king and my savior. Amen. Whether you are married, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whether you're a teenager, whether you're four years old or whether you're 94 years old, it's never a wrong time or a bad time to turn to Jesus, to put your faith in Jesus and to build your life on his foundation. Here's what I want to ask you to do. Whether you go to High Point Church or whether you are watching from some other place around the world or, or, or in this United States, here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you to take a step of faith. Step up today and step out today. Like the man who stood up with a withered hand, stand up and take a moment today. You can comment in the, in, the, in the comments on YouTube or on Facebook right now. But what I'd love for you to do is to literally fill out a connection card online because we want to make sure that you are taking your next steps in faith. Don't let this just be a moment. Let this be a lifetime of following and serving Jesus. You can text HP Info to 97000. You can also go to highpointatl.church and we would love for you to fill that out and to take Your next steps with Jesus. He is good and he is faithful, even in this moment we are in right now. Let's not miss who he is and what he's doing. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. Love you.